Dallas, Fort Worth. Production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning. It is Friday, August 12, 2022. And you know what? I had so busy yesterday, I forgot to mention that yesterday was the Feast of St. Clair of Assisi, the patron of television. And there's a beautiful reflection in the Magnificat. If you have a Magnificat devotional, which I highly recommend, and guess who the reflection's by? Our very own foundress, Mother Angelica. It's really beautiful on forgiveness. And so if you have the Magnificat, I highly recommend grabbing that. And if you didn't read it or maybe were too busy you know, to get to the readings yesterday, to go back and, and see it. And then also just reflect upon it, spend some time. Because I, brought, I always bring my Magnificat to adoration to do my night prayer and then just to, to pray and, and, and read different things in, in front of the Lord. And it caught my attention, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. But I was glad that I, I did find it. So I just wanted to remind you of the feast day, and also we'll chat with Doug about that a little bit. Doug Keck is coming up right after the break, after the news on a Friday morning, and we always talk about the great programming on w, uh, EWTN. And also we just talk about things that are coming up. And sometimes we have a really fun conversation just about uh, kind of solving all the problems in the world, so to speak. So Doug is always great w- to converse with, I think so. And we'll give you an idea of what's coming up, of course, and great programming in the next uh, week or so. So you can have, again, as we call this segment, the inside word. And just jot things down and kind of make a note of it. And if you can't, if you're driving, you need to keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times, of course. But you can always go to the homepage at EWTN.com. Everything's there. Fact check Friday this morning. I want to talk about the word games the media are playing again and what the church says about the manipulation from the media. Some really, really good resources. Uh, I'll give you a little homework assignment this week. A couple of documents that I would really like you to read, maybe just reflect. And I'm telling you this because these documents really help me in understanding the beauty and the wisdom of the church in terms of how she gives us advice for everything, including media consumption, which is so crucial in our world right now. And then wrapping up, I'm excited about this. Krista Thomas is joining us. We're going to talk about Catholic homeschooling, the website tanacademy.com. And I'm really curious to find out the impact that COVID had on homeschooling, because I, and Catholic homeschooling, obviously, in particular. But from what I've been reading and from what I've been hearing in circles, in Catholic circles, that more people are, are checking out, in particular, Catholic homeschooling, but also homeschooling in general because of what they learned during COVID. I think that was one of the Romans 828 moments. All things work together for good during COVID. It exposed an awful lot. So very interesting. So that's the show for today on a Friday on EWTN. Doug Keck, as always, with our inside word at 15 minutes past the hour, Fact Check Friday, and then Krista Thomas, all about Catholic homeschooling. Do hope you can stay tuned for the entire hour. As far as the uh, weather forecast, still getting some rain, monsoon-type rain, actually. They're saying we could have thunderstorms that could result in flash flooding and debris flowing from the Four Corners region and the southwest into the Intermountain West. And this will take place throughout the weekend. A stalling front will result in heavy rain and possible localized flash flooding. This will occur in Florida and along the Gulf Coast Friday and throughout the weekend. So some sections are going to still get a lot of rain. 
Uh, right now, most of the country, if you look at the weather map, um, looks pretty clear, though. So summer is winding down. Still have a few weeks left. Get out there and enjoy it. But always take us with you at EWTN.com and, of course, AveMariaRadio.net. Um, wanted to pull up the news here. Here we go and let you know what's going on in and around the world. On a Friday morning, again, it's August 12, 2022. Let's get started, shall we? Well, Indiana's governor and the top House Republican paying tribute to the late, very pro-life Congresswoman Jackie Walorski, who died in a car crash last week. Many have described her as this force of nature, this positive influence. Republican Governor Eric Holcomb saying that she was optimistic and enthusiastic about her work. And the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, saying she helped out so many people, not just those in her own district. Being a missionary in Romania, helping the underprivileged, the homeless. She's always had a servant's heart. Always. Jackie Walorski died at the age of 58 years old again in a terrible car crash with two of her aides. The Mexican Bishops Conference expressing its solidarity with the church in Nicaragua, whose freedom of speech and religion is under attack by the dictatorship of the president there, Daniel Ortega. Catholic News Agency has a full report on this, so make sure you check it out. The recent wave of repression against the Nicaraguan church began August 1st when the dictatorship ordered the closure of eight Catholic radio stations in the Diocese of Maragolpa. Later, the bishops there, including Rolando Jose Alvarez, placed under house arrest and threatened with prison for allegedly trying to organize violent groups to destabilize the government. Also, a good story you need to check out at CNA, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops pressing the Senate to make the penalty for distributing crack cocaine the same as that imposed on those caught dealing powder cocaine. In an August letter to Congress, the bishops announcing their support for legislation known as the Equal Act that passed in the House. It would eliminate a disparity in federal sentencing, the bishops say, that has a disproportionate effect on minorities. And if approved, the measure would impose the same penalty on both forms of cocaine. Reporter Lucinda Kay tells us that federal investigators say San Diego is an epicenter of fentanyl trafficking in the U.S. Officers in San Diego and Imperial County seized just over 5,000 pounds of fentanyl from October 2021 to this June. That's about 60% of all fentanyl seized at ports of entry across the nation in the same time period. And deaths are way up. The San Diego County Medical Examiner says in 2016, 33 people OD'd on fentanyl. Last year, at least 817 people. U.S. Attorney Randy Grossman says a decade ago, we didn't even know about fentanyl. Now, it's a national crisis. Former President Donald Trump making it clear, he says, that he is not opposed at all to the release of documents related to the FBI's raid of his Mar-a-Lago estate earlier this week. Former President Trump with a defiant statement on his social media site, writing in part, not only will I not oppose the release of documents related to Monday's FBI search at his Mar-a-Lago estate, but I am going a step further by encouraging the immediate release of those documents. Trump calling Monday's raid of his home un-American, unwarranted, and unnecessary. Ukraine and Russia are blaming each other for Thursday's renewed shelling of the biggest nuclear power plant in Europe. Reporter Morgan Chesky tells us that the plant is now in danger of losing traditional power. Ukrainian officials say Russia has damaged three of that plant's four power lines, and should that last one fail, the entire plant would run on diesel generators. And after that, there's no backup. 
Chesky says officials are urging children and pregnant women living nearby to evacuate. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres calling for an end to military activity near the plant in southern Ukraine. Russian forces seizing the plant in March. Ukraine's nuclear energy agency saying shells hit the area of the plant five times including near where radioactive materials are stored. Radiation levels remain normal and no one was hurt. Brian Shook tells us a federal judge in Michigan declaring a mistrial in a case related to the Flint water crisis. The trial against two private engineering companies alleging they played a role in the crisis ended with a hung jury. The eight-member jury handed a note to the judge saying they couldn't deliver a verdict without the single holdout juror having to surrender their honest convictions. They said any more deliberations would only result in stress and anxiety. The heat wave that's hitting the south has been brutal, but so far the embattled Texas power grid is holding up. Glenn Hammer, who heads the Texas Association of Business, says this is doing great things to shore up the state's reputation. The strength of our grid is a selling point and one of the reasons why Texas continues to lead the country in terms of job creation. He says after COVID, there's a growing push to ramp up domestic manufacturing. That sector of the economy relies on a consistent source of power. There were questions about the Texas grid after a major winter storm last year. But he says those fears are quickly fading, and that puts Texas in a prime spot. Now, speaking of COVID, new guidelines are now out from the Centers for Disease Control, updated guidance saying that students can remain in class if they are exposed to COVID, moving away from remote learning. The agency also recommending that people no longer quarantine after COVID exposure unless they are in a high-risk category or setting, such as a jail or a homeless shelter. And heavy rain and a lot of lightning sweeping through Las Vegas last night. Some parts of the Vegas Valley getting more than a half inch of rain in just 10 minutes. A leak at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino had water pouring in onto the gaming floor. And finally, in our new segment at 10 minutes past the hour on your Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection Coast to Coast, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and, of course, EWTN, Trey Thomas tells us a Fulton County, Georgia murder suspect back behind bars after complaining about cold french fries. Police were called to a McDonald's on Cobb Parkway where the manager and Antoine Sims argued over the fast food staple. Sims fled to a nearby apartment complex after an officer ran his ID and found he was wanted for a 2018 homicide, but didn't appear in court this summer. He was arrested again and taken back to jail. It is a Friday morning. Do hope you're having a great day so far. On Monday, we are off at Ave Maria Radio. It's the Feast of the Assumption. So we'll have a very special program for you. We did a great interview with Dr. Marlon D. Latore. He's the evangelization director and the head of missionary discipleship for the Archdiocese of Detroit. You may remember that once a month we do a segment with him called No Bystanders, that the church is all about evangelization. We want everybody to think about joining the church and growing in their relationship with Christ. And then we're also going to be looking at, in that segment, because it's a Feast of the Assumption, looking at Marian apparitions and in particular what the document Unleash the Gospel, written by Archbishop Vigneron, that is, has been really studied and embraced by so many people outside of our area, what it says about our relationship with our mother, our Blessed Mother Mary. And then we're also going to be taking a look at a great new book all about pilgrimage here in the United States in terms of what the early folks coming over uh, during the big movement in the late um, 
1800s and 1900s, what they did in terms of pilgrimage in America and church. So it's a very special book. We'll take a look at that as well. Right up next, though, after the break, at about uh, 13 minutes past the hour, our good friend Doug Keck joining us. He's the president and chief operating officer of the network. Always great to speak with him and getting an inside look at what ha- what's happening on the network in the next week. It is a Friday. You are listening to EWTN, and we'll be right back. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Have you heard the latest and greatest travel news? One more reason to join us on our premier Tease Italy pilgrimage, La Dolce Fide, or the Sweetness of Faith, this November 6th to the 14th. Hi, it's Teresa Tamio, and yes, it's an unbelievable price, some $3,600 for a seven-night lamb package, including Assisi, Orvieto, Rome, and much more. But now, and here's the latest and greatest news, no reason to worry about having to test to come back home. All testing requirements dropped. No vaccination, no testing, and a credible opportunity to visit tombs of the great saints such as Francis, Claire, Blessed Carlos Acutes, and so much more, except those tests. So call Corporate Travel now, 800-727-1999, or visit us online, AveMariaRadio.net, on our travel page. Call now. The trip is filling up, 1-800-727-1999. Hope to see you in Bella Italia in November. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Fourteen minutes past the hour. Welcome back. And Doug, I was thinking about Mother Angelica so much when I was in adoration last night because a reflection in the Magnificat was by our sweet foundress, Mother Angelica, all about forgiveness and how appropriate because yesterday was a feast of Saint Clair. So there you right, go. Right, absolutely, and and television, of course, uh, yep. the connection there with uh, television, of course, uh, August fifteenth coming up. Um, you know, is the anniversary not of the founding of EWTN but when it launched in 1981 on television so we always celebrate that actually what we do over those two days is we we bless the facilities over again so on on Monday we'll be blessing the main campus and then uh, on Tuesday we'll be blessing Radio Mountain and our religious catalog building and so uh, that's always a big event at EWTN that everybody gets to take part in and mm-hmm. uh, and we have a little celebration and for the staff and so we all look forward to that every year and of yeah. course speaking of looking forward we've got some great programs of course uh coming up uh we've got uh, the saint maximilian colby's feast day as Ooh. well uh, coming up on the 14th so we have a very good movie called two crowns coming mm. up and that'll be tomorrow at 8 p.m on ewtn check that out We've also got, as you alluded to, and we were just talking about the Feast of the Assumption, we've got yep. several programs coming up 
uh, for the Feast of the Assumption starting on Sunday, a program called Mary, Life After Jesus. That's a new program. Ooh, that's cool. On August the 14th at 1.30 p.m. and then encoring on the 15th. We've also got, of course, events coming from Rome. We've got the Angelus with the Holy Father on Sunday. Uh, we've got a special edition of Mother Angelica on the 15th, of course, having to do with the Feast of the Assumption. Uh, meditations on the Assumption of Our Lady as well on the 15th uh, uh, by the late great Father Benedict Groeschel. His, his uh, remarks and reflections never grow old, and you always catch some new insights, kind of like mm-hmm. Mother Angelica. Yep. And then we've got the Mass from the Basilica in Washington on the 15th as well at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, um, and that's actually on a tape delay uh, because it's in conflict with some other programs we've got happening uh, at the same time. And then um, the, the Holy Mass on the anniversary, the Consecration of Basilica Divine Mercy, that's going to be on the 17th, uh, and that's exciting because that's going to come from the Basilica Divine Mercy in Krakow. And speaking mm. of international events, we've got... Our Lady of Knock, which was moved to the 17th uh, for the rest of the world, so we're celebrating it, even though in Ireland, I believe it's still the 24th. But we're going to have a couple of programs on the 17th having to do with the story of Knock, a very popular program, as well as a live mass uh, from Knock, uh, from uh, the Feast of Our Lady of Knock. So those are just some of the programs and events we'll be uh, bringing to you over the next week or so, and certainly in honor of the... The launch of EW10 back in 1981 as Mother Angelica flipped the switch with one foot in the air and a queasy feeling in her stomach. stomach. So check out EW10.com. And don't forget, you know, for all the programs and and our radio programs, you can check out our on-demand page for so many of these materials. And and if you're not there, um, many of our television programs are on YouTube as well. Isn't that amazing, Doug? How long have you been with the network now? A little over 26 years. 1981. I just graduated from college, and I hadn't even known about it. It's an interesting story. I don't know if I ever told you the story how you guys were always somehow in my life, even though I wasn't all that aware of you. When I was uh, first starting out uh, in radio, I think it was, this was probably like 1983 maybe, mm-hmm. right after Dick and Dom and I got married, but a friend of mine with whom I worked at a local radio station, she knew I was Catholic, and still friends with her today. She's an on-fire uh, evangelical sister in the Lord, and she handed me, remember when Mother was doing those little books before she, uh, just as the network is starting, even yeah, the before mini-books, that, right. the mini books, uh, mini books right. and she said, so you're a Catholic sister. Sister and Lord, I said, yes, I am. And I was really not that involved in my faith mm-hmm. at that point. She goes, you're going to love this nun. I just think this nun, it just rocks it. And so right. she hands me a couple of Mother Angelica's little books. Mm-hmm. And I never heard of her. So that kind of started me slowly. It was one of the things that, you know, God puts people in your path right. and they drop these things in your lap. And she wasn't even Catholic. And you think about that. And going back to 1981 Absolutely. and all the things that have happened in terms of the growth of the network. When you started there 26 years ago, did you mm-hmm. ever imagine the, the footprint you would have? The network would have? I don't think anybody did. I think Mother was always one one day at a time, uh, follow God's direction, follow God's providence. It will go where he wants it to go. Uh, you know, if we're faithful to it, we'll see where it goes. I mean, one of the kid jokes we used to kid about when, you know, when Mother was still at the network, we'd say, well, Mother, you know, what's going to happen, you know, when you're gone? What's going to happen? And she'd just kind of chuckle, and she'd say, well, if the Lord wants it to go on, it will. If he doesn't, it won't. And we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a little I, bit more information? I better work on my, on my faith as well. Yeah. Uh, to move it from my head knowledge to my stomach knowledge, as Mother would say. So that we were in sync on that. Oh, you talk about 1981. 1981, I was working on uh, 
American movie classics Brav on the Playboy channel. Uh, wow. So those were some I was working on. And I didn't hear about Mother Angelica until about 88 when we're, we were working on launching channels. We launched uh, the Vision Interfaith Satellite Network. I worked on that as a third party. And we were looking at different channels we could work on, and somebody brought up uh, the uh, Mother Angelica in Alabama. And uh, he said, well, she's a Catholic nun. I'm saying, you're kidding. I thought she would have been like a black Baptist minister, right. you know, when I first heard Mother Angelica in, in, in Alabama. Alabama. And that's right. the first time I ever heard her name mentioned. Wow. It's just amazing what's happened. And if you read this reflection, I don't have, we don't have time to go over the whole thing, but the thing that struck me about it, is her humility, and she's criticizing herself in this in this reflection about how Absolutely. she's not um, forgiving enough, and she's she mm-hmm. complains too much about her pain. I'm thinking, really, she was such a to me such a joyful. Oof. That's the know? thing you realize, you know, uh, when you're grousing and complaining. You know, I used to kid and say, if I had everything wrong with me, the mother Angelica does. I, I and I had accomplished all I had accomplished, even by the time I got there in the you know, late 90s, I would have stayed in bed all the time and been quite content with what I had accomplished for the Lord. Yeah. But her big complaint, and it's in her, in her one of her books, Reflection, that Raymond put together, was the idea of her great fear was she'd get to the Lord and say, you know, you did a lot, but, you know, think of the things, let me show you the things you could have accomplished uh. if you trusted even more. And that's the part that says, wow. Okay, uh, you know, I've got to keep my nose to the grindstone. I mean, we're not all going to be saints, as, as uh, Father Geertek in his latest book says for EW10. You know, most of us will be anonymous, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. She was, I, I never had the chance to meet her. By the time I started working uh, with EW10, she was already um, very ill. And But I always felt so close to her because of, she had this, her, her feistiness, you know, and she recognized mm-hmm. her temper and her Italian nature. And uh, her family was in the same area as my father. But just an incredible witness. What would she say to you about being that we're going to be um, off on Monday? I just wanted to ask your opinion and Our Lady, her relationship with Mary. How important was that to her? Oh, it was absolutely important. I mean, uh, so much of Mother's life was all, you know, I mean, uh, the Eucharist, Our Lord, and Our Lady, and and standing up for them. I mean, that was her family. It may be our holy family, but it was literally her, hmm. her personal family. That's how she thought about the holy family. Uh, and that's why she was so, and I'll use the term they attack uh, people like Trump or anybody. No, he's defiant. She was defiant over those things, and that, that was what they accused her of, because she refused uh, to go along with things she thought were incorrect. Um, you know, and, uh, and she did it because she believed in her heart that she was standing up for her spouse and, and her mother-in-law, and her father-in-law. I mean, she was a great proponent of, of St. Joseph as well. And she was all for saints, but she wasn't for, for Plaster Paris saints. She was for real saints, people who actually struggled and overcame those things as best they could in their lives, which is what all of us are called to do. Um, you know, and and that was her point. It's okay to see, you know, all of the wounding and the parts that mm-hmm. are, aren't so good. That's what our Lord's there to do. He's there to take you over. He doesn't need perfect people because there aren't any perfect people running around today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I just think about it, the way God worked it all out. Because you think about everything that's going on. We were talking during the break about, about the media and how ridiculous, utterly mm-hmm. ridiculous the news media are today. We're going to discuss that in Fact Check Friday in just a minute. But how they keep changing their stories. And now I've got, I guess they've gotten the talking points, not to go off in a different direction, but in the big story that they're following right now and, and changing the language. They're so good at changing the language and the reality right. of the situation to get us to try to believe something else. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you get a, a how many times are you going to say Orwellian? But it really is. Yeah. And I remember Monsignor Smith, a great uh, Monsignor from New York who died way too young, did a series for us, a great man. And he said early on, I remember he said, first they changed the language. And he was talking about inside the church and outside the church. That's what they do. They start taking words that mean one thing and change what the meaning is. So it sounds like you're talking about the same thing, but you're not. Or they take things, as we know, we went from uh, adultery and fornication to people having relationships outside of the normal uh, scope of marriage. Or an open or marriage, right? right? An open yeah. marriage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some way of making it sound better. You know, you're not uh, aborting a child. You're, you're dealing with uh, the, a the product of conception and someone's yeah. particular mm-hmm. choice. Exactly. You know, so. Well, that's why I'm so grateful for all the great news sources and all the programs and everything that we do here at EWTN. Have a great weekend. Uh, I'll be you off too. on Monday for the Assumption, traveling to uh, Minnesota for an event, and look forward to seeing a lot of our listeners and our viewers there. Have a great weekend, Doug, and thanks for all you do. I'm excited. I'm going to be uh, coming to the radio conference coming up in Phoenix. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. The end of September for our radio yeah. affiliates, and then that rolls right into our, our family celebration featuring Father Spitzer's going to be there. Yay! A whole lot Yay. of people like yourself, uh, you know, Johnette's going to be there, Yay. Father Mitch is going to be there, some of the people actually going to give talks, but there'll be wonderful book signings, a lot of people will be there, so well, we look forward to people. Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice event, it's so uplifting, it's just a lot of fun. Doug, thank you so much, have a great weekend, and God willing, you we'll too. talk next week, and again, all of our information and what Doug shared. For all the beautiful Merriam programming coming up in this very Merriam month of August, don't forget the website. Check it out. Make it one of your favorites, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday coming up next. We'll be right back. Save the date. With praise and thanksgiving, the Diocese of Fort Worth will ordain 10 candidates to the diaconate. All KATH 910 AM listeners are invited to the diaconate ordination on Wednesday, August 10th at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Keller. The ordination takes place at 7 p.m. and a reception will follow immediately after Mass. Those not able to attend may view the live stream of the ordination at fwdioc.org. Are you looking for a tax preparer this year to help you with your personal or business tax filing or management? At Balance Book LLC, they can assist with business and personal tax returns, accounting services, sales tax, payroll, business formations, and more. They can be reached by calling 972-805-5095, or you can visit them at 4425 West Airport Freeway, Suite 122, Irving, Texas 75062. Balance Book LLC, a new sponsor of the GRN and members of Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Duncanville. St. Pius X Parish in Dallas invites all to its FESTA 2022 event from Thursday, August the 18th through Saturday, August the 20th at the parish. The event includes 40 hours of adoration, a Divine Mercy Chaplet, Multilingual Rosary, Ice Cream Social and Eucharistic Procession. Mass will also be celebrated followed by a parish luncheon. 
For more information, visit spxdallas.org. St. Joseph is the patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We'd be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We're an equal housing lender, NMLS 265303. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. 28 minutes past the hour is a Friday morning. Earlier in the week, we had a great discussion with our friends at Newsbusters, which is part of the Media Research Center. I highly recommend them, and they do a great job of monitoring uh, the craziness in the media. And I do like to give credit where credit is due, and there was a brief moment, a brief lucid moment, when the story first broke about uh, the situation in Mar-a-Lago on Monday, where the reporters from some of the major networks were raising important questions and saying that people on both sides of the aisle were expressing great concern of something that has never happened before that was unprecedented, especially think the, since the former president, and these are the words of the anchors, were working very closely with the government, with officials, in terms of turning over um, some 15 boxes of documents. And so all of a sudden, this is going on, and then boom, uh, there's this raid that happens uh, on Monday. And they did call it a raid in the beginning. And as Doug and I were saying, uh, we were talking about the wordsmithing that goes on in the Orwellian language. They seem to be getting, not just seems, but they get these talking points and they suddenly change. And all of a sudden we're not supposed to call it a raid. We're supposed to call it a search. Or all of a sudden we're not supposed to call it a recession. We're not supposed to call it inflation. Uh, all of a sudden we're not to say man or woman. All of a sudden we're not to, as Doug was mentioning, I wouldn't say all of a sudden, but this has been going on for 50 years with the abortion movement. It's not a baby. It's a choice or it's reproductive matter. So they, they change the language and then they pound it into us. And it's really important for us to recognize what's going on here. And sometimes it's very easy to get desensitized by it and to pick up uh, that kind of language. Now, I'm in the middle of doing a whole series of um, media training sessions for some prominent pro-life people around the country. I've got another one coming up this weekend. And one of the things I stress is that we, we can't be using the same language of the other side because what we're doing then is we are shooting ourselves in the foot and using their language to carry out their message, which goes to the direct opposite of what we do. And sometimes it can be very subtle, and sometimes it can be just overt, where it's, it's just ridiculous. For example, the situation with the economy, you had two months of an increase in the GDP, the gross domestic product. Now, normally, and I'm not an economic expert, but I've done interviews on this over the years and my many years in the secular media, when you have back-to-back increases in certain things, that's what they look at in terms of what's happening with the economy. That has always been the case. And all of a sudden, it's not happening anymore because they say so. So it's super important. So what do we do? Well, always, always, always have to pray, and we have to choose wisely. And this is why EW10, Ave Maria Radio, why we've developed a number of different outlets so you can get the news and you can get it accurately. Obviously, we have the National Catholic Register. We have Catholic News Agency. We have The World Over with Raymond. We have EWTN News Nightly with Tracy. We have EWTN News In-Depth. We have all these different opportunities for you to hear the news 
from a Catholic perspective, giving you the full story. They cover both sides of all the stories, but they're also going to help you look at things, as Al always says, through the lenses of Scripture and the teachings of the Catholic faith. And I think it's a great resource, even if one is not Catholic or a person of faith, because it's done professionally, it's done in a balanced manner, the way journalism used to be done on a semi-regular basis. There are several documents in the church, I think, that can really, really help us in terms of what we're supposed to be doing as Catholics consuming the media. One of my favorites is from the great Pope St. John Paul II, who was such a media pope in terms of understanding the beauty of media and the importance of spreading the gospel through the media. Pope Paul VI as well was quoted as saying in Vatican II that the church will be held responsible by God if she does not use the media wisely. Intermorifica from Vatican II is great to read as well. It's kind of lengthy, but I would highly recommend it if you're interested in learning more about the media. And as Archbishop Shep Hughes says, knowing about the media, so how the media works, they don't work on us. So one document in particular that came out is Apostolic Letter in 2005 from John Paul II, The Rapid Development to Those Responsible for Communications. In addition to addressing it to those responsible for communications, he also is encouraging Catholics and other Christians to take the role of the media in our lives, in society, very, very seriously. The rapid development of technology in the area of the media is surely one of the signs of progress in today's society. In view of these innovations or continuous evolution, the words found in the decree of the Second Vatican Council, intermorifica, promulgated by my venerable predecessor, the Servant of God, Paul VI, on December 4th of 1963, appear even more pertinent. Man's genius, as with God's help, produced marvelous tech technical inventions from creation, especially in our times. The Church, our mother, is particularly interested in those that directly touch man's spirit and which have opened up new avenues of easy communication of all kinds of news, ideas, and orientations. Now, this came out, brothers and sisters, 17 years ago in 2022 before we had a lot of what we have today in terms of an onslaught of social media an onslaught of increased access to all sorts of cable channels and other ways to view viewing platforms so it really is a beautiful document and it's fairly short but it talks about how the church has to take a look at this very very seriously in terms of media usage and that's why I'm always recommending that you read these documents and I want to go back to this repeatedly for you because I am telling you what's happening now in the media is at the level of something that I have never seen before in my entire life I've been doing this now I've been on the air for over 40 years and when I first started in journalism when I graduated from J school back in 1981 it was just starting to change in terms of the bias was creeping in there was some level of bias there already but it was starting to slowly break down in terms of moving the, moving away from news reporting to literally being advocates for particular agendas and causes and if we don't realize that this is happening if we're too busy if we allow ourselves to be overly desensitized and I'm telling you some of the emails I get from people God love them they accept despite the fact of all the studies and all the research that's out there in terms of what the media do and how they operate whether we're talking about programming whether we're talking about the onslaught of pornography or in my area of expertise which is the news business 
people don't realize how they are being manipulated. And I've had conversations just recently with people who are theologians and missed a few big things in terms of bias. And I sat them down and they said, I never even thought about that. Okay, so it's so important. And I watch the news with this critical eye because I think of the way I used to report. Not that I was perfect and I made a lot of mistakes, but I remember what was drilled into my head in journalism school. You're supposed to put the facts out there and let the people decide. You can literally watch how some of the media change the tone and when they get their directives from whomever and they all start saying the same things all of a sudden. At one point during the interview with CNN this week, they actually had the Chiron, or the lower third as we call it, with the big headline of the raid, calling it a raid, at Mar-a-Lago. And then their FBI expert in this live interview was saying, we shouldn't be calling it a raid, the FBI doesn't like that. Why are they saying that now? And again, I'm just pointing this out. I'm not talking about voting for anyone. I'm just saying this is how the media manipulate. Because they got pushed back from both sides of the aisle, and they realize they have to cover this up And so they're changing the language to try and fool us. Don't fall for it. Know how the media work so they don't work on you and me. We'll be right back. Back to school means juggling activities and planning the family calendar. If you are a father or know a dad that enjoys sharing open skies and the beauty of our Catholic faith with his son, consider the Troops of St. George. The Troops of St. George Apostolate aims to use the outdoors as the canvas and the sacraments as the path to light the way for the formation of holy Catholic men and boys. Troop 77 of Collin County, the magnanimous 77th, is looking for a few good dads, and they're kicking off their school year Monday, September 12th. Learn more at TSG77.org. Are you looking for a full or part-time office for you or your team? WorkSuites provides workspace offices for individuals and small team businesses. WorkSuites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM, is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. WorkSuites offices are designed to cultivate a community of professionals working together to accomplish their business goals. WorkSuites invites you to give them a call at 888-312-WORK or visit their website at WorkSuites.com to see if it fits your business needs. Help support Blessed Sacrament Catholic Church in Dallas. Blessed Sacrament Parish invites all to its annual parish carnival on Sunday, September 18th, starting at 8 a.m. This annual carnival is the parish's annual fundraiser and includes a DJ, live performances, and games. Food and beverages will be sold. For more information, contact Maria at 469-835-2505. That's 469-835-2505. Do you need a new branding strategy that allows you to educate and engage with your local community while building trust and credibility? Decided Excellence Catholic Media offers a very unique branding platform which showcases you as the expert in your industry. Our exclusive publications are open, read, kept, and shared with thousands of readers and communities throughout Texas and nationwide. To learn more about our powerful branding solutions, please contact Doreen Chaney at dchaney at decidedexcellence.com. That's D-C-H-A-N-A-Y at decidedexcellence.com. It's a Friday morning. Hope your day is going extremely well. Forgot to mention rapid development and the World Communications Day statements. Uh, in particular, the last World Communications Statement given to us by the great late Pope St. John Paul II 
was um, the media a risk and a richness. If you can't remember it, email me. But that letter, the World Communications Day statement, phenomenal and hits on so many points, especially for parents out there in the media. Okay, Krista Thomas is on the phone with us from Tan Academy, tanacademy.com. Krista, Catholic homeschooling, I know it's just an amazing, amazing gift for many families. I was just wondering, and I don't need any specific numbers or anything, but what are you seeing? And I really think, and this is what I've heard just in general conversation with parents uh, and is talking with many of our listeners and our viewers at EW10, there is a growing interest, and I think that was one of the bright spots with COVID, one of those Romans 8.28 situations where more people were realizing, you know what, I'm thinking differently about this, and I'm going to look into homeschooling. So homeschooling in general, but also, from what I'm hearing, Catholic homeschooling. What are you finding? Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I would say since, um, especially since COVID, but even before COVID, we were seeing a rise in an interest in Catholic homeschooling. But, and, and so definitely after COVID, and I'm, I mean, obviously after COVID, this is now at the point where people are seeing what institutions are looking like, what they're, what they're having to deal with families in general, not just academically, but socially what families are having to deal with. So they're making hard choices. And the other thing that's happening is, you know, some families are seeing that they can live on one income or they're making changes where they're moving, where they can afford to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of more remote work. I have a lot of families that call and ask advice on how can they work and homeschool at the same time. And mm. I've worked and homeschooled at the same time. and It's extremely difficult. It's much better to um, just make it a part-time situation so that you can devote most of that time to your kids. But I have seen an increase, and I think it's a lifestyle change is what we're really seeing. People are saying, I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and bring that domestic church into my home in an educational kind of way. And I think that's why the response from Tan Academy has been so great over the last year since we opened last year that um, it's been a wonderful gift for these families to realize they can homeschool even if they thought they couldn't. Now people are either forced to or they're recognizing the need for a lifestyle change to actually live the faith at home. So what is exactly Tan Academy? The website, by the way, tanacademy.com, so people can have a general understanding of how it works, Krista. Sure. We are a curricula provider. Um, and so under the Tan Books umbrella, what we do is we have a K-12 program that shows parents when they enroll their family, or even if it's a single enrollment for one of their children, we show them how they can homeschool with religion, literature, and history, and we show them how they can swap out the math of their preference, a science of their preference, even though we do have an exceptional new science program called Foundations of Science, um, written by a professor at Belmont Abbey, by the way. But um, we show families how they can teach their children to read, um, and all the way through high school, how we get them prepared for college or maybe even, you know, to... um, craft for themselves a skill set so that they can become an entrepreneur after they graduate high school. We're really trying to hold families' hands and show them how they can homeschool their way in the home and do it in a way where all of their kids are reading from the same history book. So we're going to have a conversation at the dinner table about what we learned in history that day. Mm-hmm. Same with science. So we, are, we have a schoolhouse model approach where you'll use one history, one science, and you'll challenge up all the way through high school if you wish. You can actually make an independent um, study if you want instead for your high schoolers. But we're able to save money and time for these families so that they're done 
in four or five hours, and they have the rest of the day to work on entrepreneur type stuff, or if they have um, you know co-ops they want to start or go to extracurricular activities. We really, it's a lifestyle. It really is. It's a beautiful one. I've, I've done it for 20 years, and um, it's really nice that that Tan has started this so that we can show more families the flexibility and and actually keeping it Catholic. So the best place to go again, TanAcademy.com, correct? Correct. Yes. And we have um, complimentary coaching in case we have folks that are interested in actually learning more about it. They can have a session with myself. It's 15 minutes, and we kind of go over what they're what they're looking for, what the end game is, um, what they want for their family, and then we help devise a customizable program for them. Beautiful. We're talking with Krista yeah. Thomas from Tan Books and TanAcademy.com. And you mentioned earlier that you're a 20-year veteran, so I love stories. What what drew you to Catholic homeschooling? How'd you get involved in the first place, Krista? You know, I um, we had lived in Maryland at the time, <clears throat> and there was a, a, a brand-new homeschooling group there. And I think that that's what happened is you start meeting people within your faith community that mm-hmm. introduce this idea that you, you can school at home. It's not that strange. And, and you just start looking at the families and seeing how beautifully their faith is just living out in, in all their lives, including their kids' lives, and what they're involved with, how involved they are in the parish life. And that's really important for families to understand. We need that community and that connection to help grow in our faith. Um, so to have that opportunity to meet other people who are homeschooling and say, oh, I can do this too, and we just decided that that was really better for our family. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. It's true you do live on one income for most of, most of it, but homeschooling can be affordable, and it was affordable then, and it's still affordable now. It's a great choice. But the great news is we have so many priests now on board that are encouraging families to actually start co-ops in that parish and then we have some schools all across the country now that are diocesan schools that are now turning to the homeschool community right. and being more inclusive i haven't seen that but in the last i don't know five six years wow and and this is a beautiful thing so that families can actually take part in a school type setting a hybrid scenario where they go two to three times a week and the rest of the time they're at home, which works really well for families that need to work. So now, we have several of those excited. kinds of programs like that here in, in <laughs> southeastern Michigan in the Archdiocese of Detroit that are working really, really well. So in terms of, of um, the concerns with families, what do you think are the big issues regarding um, education as to why they might turn to, to Catholic homeschooling, Krista? What are your thoughts on that as someone who's done this for a long time? Sure. I would say, uh, frankly, that when you are looking at, at institutions, you're starting to see what their kids are being taught and what they're being taught out of. A lot of times in public institutions, you know, they're starting to see the history isn't quite the history of, uh, you know, Western civilization. And a lot of families are looking and saying, well, where can I get a quality education that's going to teach my kids linearly, like in a classical model? And that's the shift that I'm seeing all across the country is that families are now saying, look, can we start history linearly? Can we talk about the whole person? Can we integrate our faith? Because, you know, as you know, you really can't integrate your faith much in, like, a public institution. Private maybe depends. Um, depends if, it depends on, you know, the teachers that you have. Right. So I'm thinking, from what I've seen, it used to be that you would, just want to make it more Catholic, but I think now people are saying, how can I make my children learn and learn from a classically kind of trained way 
and be successful when they end up graduating high school. But mm-hmm. if they decide not to go on it, they've been well-educated. They don't need college. to con- They can continue to be well-educated on their own by reading the great works. Right. So we and want kids. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm we sorry. want kids to be able to read the great works while they can now, not wait until college, because college is not very affordable for many families at this point, especially right. especially economically speaking. It's it's uh, you know we're we're in a recession, so I think most families. Oh, we are. Oh, we. Yeah, but they say it's not a yeah. recession. We were just talking about that during the, my last no, segment. No, no. Oh, oh, yeah. Really? All of a sudden, it's not a recession. It's not. No, they changed the media changed that word. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. and we know it's it's not going to get any better for for a time. Um, the Lord needs to intervene on that, but I think families are making better choices now and they're realizing with the Internet that they have the opportunity to actually educate themselves on what is a quality education. Right. I mean, when somebody hears a classical education, they think, well, that may be different than what I received, and it's true, actually. So I think we've, we're, we're I think the emergence of this classically aligned education model is kind of reaching many, many ears, and it's it's a beautiful thing because, you know, we need our kids to read the great works. Yep. We do. It's, yep. And I think parents are realizing that they can give that kind of education if they have a quality education provider like Tan Academy to, to be able to give them the texts that are vetted um, and they're not going against the Magisterium of the Catholic Church. You know what I think, too, is huge, and I know you know this as someone who's been involved in this for a long time, and, and there are excellent, as we both know, you know, Catholic schools out there, but, but there are also those who claim to be Catholic and are not, uh, and that's a whole other totally <laughs> issue. But I think what's so important, and, and I just see this in, in my own work and, and, and where how I was raised, and I actually went to a very good Catholic school uh, back in the, in the 60s and the 70s, but the importance of critical thinking that is such mm-hmm. a lost art and discernment. How do we discern? I'm not just talking about a, a spiritual discernment. I'm talking about discerning the messages that come at us and not just be, being a parrot and repeating everything that they hear or the phrases that they hear that are so, so, so constant in, in our culture today. It, you're, you just nailed it because what we're seeing, I think, especially with my own, my own kids, thanks be to God, they're able to think through to that next level of thought. Right. And yeah. I, I don't know, when you when you look at an institution today, it's let me give you this information and we're not going to have a conversation. Especially if you were to look at Tan Academy as a homeschool curricular provider, we're giving families an opportunity to have these Socratic discussions. And that is super in, important. So we're not about feelings, okay? Which the world right now... But that's, the, that's feelings and emotion is the way people yes. live their lives and the way the world is run right now. Exactly. But what this does is to say, you know, what's happening in the background? What's, what's the motive um, with virtue? What's the motive of vice? You know, what is this character saying in, in the great literature that we're reading? And how does that apply to our Catholic faith? You know, if you were that character, what choice might you make? What, so we're, we're, we have literature review sheets that we want families to actually incorporate. We have saint review sheets because we want kids to be reading these incredible biographies of these saints and and all the hard times that they lived through, the crosses that they had to carry, how they did that with their faith. We're trying to show families that, you know, we need good stories. We need good stories to have a wonderful, wonderful moral... um, Testimonies, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
how are we, we have to rely on our faith because the times call for it, right? Well, when you look and at the saints, Krista, you look at what many of the saints went through. It's it's what we're going through right now, only what they had. In, in many cases, we think this is our first rodeo, right? Because we look out at the world and see right? how bad things are. We're like, <laughs> ah! But we look back, you know, and perspective is very, very important. And that's what you're trying to do as well. Give the young people yeah. perspective. Okay, where has the church been for the past 2,000 years? This is not our first rodeo, as I like to say. Pull back, look at the big picture. What can we learn from this? Exactly. And so what you have in this family scenario of, of schooling at home, you have kids in ages of, you know, four years old up to 15, 16, 17, 18, and having a dialogue with each other about what they're reading together wow. and what they can. And, and to, to me, the, your peer set is not based on, oh, you're all six-year-olds or you're all 15-year-olds and, and this is your only scope of perspective. What we want to show is that, you know, your scope of perspective should go all the way to your grandparents. You know, tap into their knowledge. Tap into mm-hmm. your neighbors who are faithful Catholics. What did they go through, regardless of their age? So I think the idea um, that I think people are starting to catch on to is there's more to this education than just sending your kid to a school and, and, and believing and hoping that they're going to be catechized, number one, and number two, hoping that they're going to be educated and that they'll be successful. Right. You can be successful and not go to college. And, and I'm a big advocate of Catholic colleges. I love the Cardinal Women's Society. I love what they're doing. But the, but the bottom line is the end game is the educating to eternity, and that's what we want to do is we want to educate yeah. to eternity because the end game is what's really important. Amen. Krista, thanks, and God love you for all your hard work and the TAN Academy. Uh, where can people find information again? At TANacademy.com. All right, we'll keep up. You are welcome. Thank you for your enthusiasm and great conversation too about the importance of, you know, helping uh, our young people just really learn how to think and and to develop these these skills that are so important to live a very full and faithful life. Krista Thomas from Tan Books, TanAcademy.com. It is fifty three minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning. We'll be right back. Let you know what's coming up on a Monday. Stay tuned. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. As Catholics, we are called to protect life at every stage, but our culture continues to impose threats against the sanctity of life, making the pro-life cause the preeminent social issue of our time. But there is hope. The Christ Medicus Foundation and CMF Curo have partnered with one of the country's leading health share ministries to provide Catholics with a pathway to pro-life, Christ-centered health care. Support the culture of life and learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. This program brought to you in part by the nonprofit Angelicum Academy. This is Father Joseph Essio. I have an important message for all you homeschooling families. You can get an outstanding and fully accredited Catholic college education and save $100,000. To learn how, go to Angelicum.net. That's Angelicum.net. Earn 75 college credits and an associate's degree in high school for just $3,500 a year. And earn your BA degree just one year later at age 19. Check this out at angelicum.net. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. 
Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Wishing you a beautiful weekend in August and, of course, a beautiful feast day of the Assumption. On Monday, we will be off for that day. We will have a special program for you, as I mentioned, at the top of the hour. This hour went by very, very quickly. We are going to be interviewing Dr. Marlon D. Latore all about Mary, our beautiful Mother Mary, in particular, we're looking at one of the markers in the document, Unleash the Gospel, from Archbishop Alan Vigneron, a beautiful, beautiful letter that came out five years ago. And our Archbishop is extremely Marian. He was actually ordained on the Feast of St. Anne, so he loves Our Lady very, very much, and that's clear in that document. And then we're also going to be taking a look at a brand-new book all about uh, the early part of our, of our country in terms of the Catholics and how they dealt with the situation. And great advice, so we look back and, again, look at the big picture. Have a beautiful weekend, and we will be back on Monday, but a special edition. We'll see you then. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Boldly proclaiming the truths of our Catholic faith. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Fort Worth Bishop Michael Olson invites young adults ages 18 through 35 to a special Mass celebrating the Feast of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary on Thursday, September 8th. The Mass will take place at St. Patrick Cathedral in downtown Fort Worth at 6.30 p.m. Following the Mass, young adults are welcome to join them for a free meal and spiritual reflection in the Pastoral Center. For more information and to RSVP for the meal, please visit fwdioc.org slash young adult mass. Thank you for listening to KATH 910 AM and being a part of this great radio ministry, a community where we all live, work, learn, and pray together. I'm Dr. Kyle Eberlein, a longtime supporter and sponsor of this station. If you're in need of a dentist, we have two offices to help you, one in Bedford and one in Hearst. You can find us online at midcitiesdental.com to find more information or request an appointment. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. 
Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 